Welcome back, y'all. This episode of the Golf Guide podcast is brought to you by GolfGuide.net, the place to save 20 to 70% on greens fees. Again, visiting GolfGuide.net, use the promo code GGPODCAST to save 10% on all purchases of $50 or more. Again, that's GolfGuide.net. And now that we got that out of the way, I am very excited uh, to share with you guys a conversation with my buddy Kev, uh, who's my roommate back at Chico State and is just a hell of a golfer, a huge Tiger Woods fan, Um, just a ton of, just a great guy, super fun to talk to. Um, and so, yeah, I I called him up, wanted to see what his thoughts were on Tiger Woods dropping out of the Safeway this weekend. Um, share some news regarding Bandon Dunes Golf Resort, and, uh, I hope you guys enjoy. So I give you my buddy Kev. cool rocky mountain water to really satiate your palate and get you get you right in the zone to talk a little golf you know what i'm saying oh man blue mountain baby oh the blue mountain hey that's that's the thing man if they're not blue it ain't cold man you got you got you got to get your act together <laughs> oh, man. oh man this is fantastic so do by the way do, do i sound weird you sound you sound like Serlo talking into a microphone. Well, that's a little odd because that's exactly what I'm fucking doing. I got a, I got a. Well, there fancy, you go. There's a little echo giving it away. Yeah, I got a fancy pants mic, you know, just sitting here. The only problem with the mic is that it gets in the way of the the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale reaching my mouth. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you got to put the microphone in the beer bottle. Yeah. Well, See logic. See that. That's why I talk to you, man. You're the guy that actually brings all the logic to the table. I just kind of fucking. Well, wander. you know, I have a bunch of redneck uh, tricks for you. Oh, see, this is perfect. This is perfect. Well, all right, dude. So I'm not gonna lie. I mean, this is literally just like talking to you on the phone, which is really, really awesome because I love talking to you. The only thing I like talking to you more than talking on the phone is actually sitting down drinking a beer with you in real life and doing what we do. But, I know. Man, soon. Yeah. soon. We, will, we will soon. So, all right. Speaking of soon. So, Bandon is like six weeks away so to start this off i'm going to start with a little bit of news a news tidbit that i wanted to get your take on and is then, it you know, regarding get, the beautiful property of sheep ranch it is so I, I did you read the article that i that i posted i did not read it but i was aware of uh you know it being acquired was you know kind of inevitable yeah the guy was freaking uh he was after it for a while and the guy finally bit and sold so yeah well it's weird so like okay so basically like the story you're like one of the few buddies that I have that actually has played the Sheep Ranch with me. Because really, like, the, wait, our crew was like 15 guys that went to Bandon last year, or 16. We had like four foursomes, and only six of us stuck around to play the Sheep Ranch on the last day. And like, dude, I don't know, man. It, for anybody that hasn't actually doesn't know what we're talking about, the Sheep Ranch is like a 200-acre property just north of Bandon Dunes Golf Resort, where they have like 13 random greens spread across the property. And you can just play fucking Odyssey golf. You just tee up and you say, I'm going to that green. It doesn't matter how far or how close it is. You go, you finish it, you pick the next hole. And so it's like this really crazy, unique, cool type place. But I I know it's going to be awesome if it's part of Bandon Dunes. But part of me is kind of like, man, that place is so fucking weird and awesome. Like, I don't know. Are, are you bummed at all to see that it's going to be going going by the wayside? No, but that's because I played it. <laughs> um I don't know. I, honestly, I thought it was a little overrated. Um, I think it's 
it's going to be better in the long run once mm. Bannon and, you know, I, I believe, what's his name, Kaiser? Um, Kaiser, yeah, Mike once, Kaiser, the, once, the owner-operator of one Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. Yeah, I mean, once they get their hands on it, they'll do it right. Because I know, I mean, Sheep Ranch was awesome, you know, the, I don't know, just secret and privacy of it, what have you. There's only like two Greek, two groups that uh, go off a day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they have a maximum so, of two groups or something crazy like that. Um, I mean, it was cool. I, I thought it was a little overrated, but it was it was definitely cool. Yeah, well, my, my thing is like, I, I tend to agree with you. Like, the experience itself is unbelievably cool, but I think I was let down by the course conditions and I, I you can't really expect much more than they do because like i don't think they have fucking irrigation like it's just a dude that goes out with a mower so it's like it's almost like you know front yard lawn type grass a lot of the places i mean oregon coast you don't even need to water that yeah. man yeah, that's um true. And dude, he's just out there with a mower and honestly it could probably use a little bit more brown <laughs> yeah i mean that's probably true well, more they, get some more like old mac in there did you know it's not even open in the summertime like because they think it gets a really? little too yeah it's not even open in the summertime they only keep it open in the winter when all the natural rain basically like keeps the golf course wet so I, th- I think it's only ever been open between, like, October and March, give or take, like, a month or so. So really, like, the yeah. dudes that go there and, like, drop buku bucks to go play band in, in the summertime, they can't even fucking go. It's, like, only the weirdos that go. And they're trying to honestly, save money by going in the wintertime like us that actually get get a chance to play it. But that's what I don't understand. The first time we went was at 2012. I remember asking Marshall because, you know, after finding out that the green fees are 70 75 bucks. Uh, you know, in the winter months mm-hmm. versus 220 or whatever in the summer months, I, I was like, well, what's the major difference in the weather? He's like, honestly, nothing. It's probably windier in the summer. Yeah. So really, yeah, I mean, well, it's dude, honestly better to go in, you know, October, November. I know you're going to love this because you get to hear me drop shameless plugs for myself, like in the middle of a, like what would normally be a phone call for you and I, but uh, we, I wrote an article on golfguy.net that and I know that you've read where it's like basically like the prep list for any winter band and dunes. Oh, yeah. it's, like, it's like how to do band and dunes on a shoestring budget. And I, I had the, I've had that same conversation with like fucking starters every single trip I go up there. And it's like a good day in winter is better than a good day in summer. It's the same, like the temperature's no more than five degrees different, and there's less wind. Yeah. The biggest difference yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, a, on a. Yeah, a bad yeah, day in winter gonna is. You're going to get the same temperature for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like, windy. Yeah, the good days are the same. It's the bad days, dude. The bad days in summer just mean that it's like overcast and super windy. Whereas, like, you and I, especially you, know a bad day in like December, January is you're playing golf in the middle of a fucking hailstorm with like 30 mile an hour winds, <laughs> which that shit is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we went, it was closer to Christmas, and last year we went, you know, right after Thanksgiving, so mm-hmm. maybe that was a factor, but yeah, that first year, you know, we went mid-late December, and that round at Bandon, I think in the first seven holes, we had hail, we had maybe some, like, light snow, we yeah. definitely had sideways rain, and then we had, <laughs> you know, sunshine. Fuck it, dude. <laughs> so, it, was, it was so ridiculous. Um, it, it just didn't it was make any sweet. sense. <laughs> Uh, it just... I remember teeing off in the hail, so uh, it was nuts. Yeah, dude, I remember Phil looking at us and being like, Serlo, what the fuck did you bring us here for? This fucking sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, yeah, yeah. the golf courses are awesome. I have no control over the weather. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to tell you. 
I, 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 know. Sure. I wish I wish it was a little better, but at least the sheep ranch, like it, it is kind of crazy because like, you know, like, you know, it is going to be nicer now, you know, like it, it's definitely going to be nicer with like the sheep, like when the sheep ranch becomes part of the Bannon Dunes Resort, it's going to be way, way nicer. And I don't know, man, it, it's whatever course ain't a bad yeah, they're going to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get in there and, you know, do it right. It's already, you know, in decent shape right now, obviously, but they're going to take what already is a great property and just make it part of Bandit. I think that's going to be good in the long yeah, run. Man. And obviously everything abandons in such fucking good shape that, you know, when you actually go up there and have you heard who is planning on designing the course up at Sheep Ranch? Well, I hope you're going to say Tom Doak. Well, it's not going to be Tom Doak. Although, Tom Doak is scheduled to build another par 3 course at Bannon Dunes. He's already been commissioned to build it. It's going to be between the preserve and like the first two holes on trails in those super massive blowout dunes. So, Tom Doak's already been hired to design like another 9-hole like par 3 course that's supposedly like going to have holes that are a little longer than they have at the preserve, but the same kind of like, you know, 9-hole track although that project's been put on hold for a little bit but um i was gonna say isn't that like a protected part of the coast right there and and we're i mean shoot that's a skinny piece right there they're gonna have a lot of um you know part threes that are going along the coast as opposed to the coast yeah well i think it's what's gonna happen is it's like it's gonna be out and back where like the first two and the last two holes are basically just going out and coming back through that little chute that narrow little gap that's between the preserve and trails and then once it gets out there who knows what it'll do but uh no so tom doak is doing that however that one's been put on hold but gil hans is the homeboy that's going to be supposedly designing the new sheep ranch course up at uh at bannon dunes and i don't know how familiar you are with gil hans but he's the dude that just designed the uh, olympic golf course like down in okay. rio and has designed like a okay. bunch of other you know pretty well it, it's now it's, that's now a parking lot. Yeah, well, I, it's it's going to be a golf course for at least the next month and a half until you know a couple people basically steal all the money. You know, like some employees basically like run you know steal everything. They you know they fire everybody. They don't have enough money to pay a maintenance staff, and the whole place is going to go under. So I would say the parking lot's still like three months away. Or you know a huge you know soccer complex, which wouldn't be all that bad. I, I, it's crazy. Like I didn't realize that that's now like the only public golf course in Rio. Which seems, yeah. which seems pretty crazy. Like you think in a city that big, they gotta have one golf course. So who, who knows? Maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe it stays open. Hopefully, as long as the people that live there can play there for decently cheap, it it might somehow work out. I don't know, man. I definitely have my doubts. They're all busy playing uh, that beach foot volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fantastic I uh, just can't see a lot of Brazilians playing golf I'm sorry <laughs> no I don't think so it's not really it's not really their sport it's just it's it's, it's I not I don't think it's what they're doing but anyway Gil Hans I mean dude, I wanted to grow but it's not gonna I know I know well I was just, what I was telling you is Gil Hans the guy who designed the Olympic course he's also like been like super uh, like basically super big on like restoring old like classic golf courses like he definitely has like a couple like original designs that are all pretty. Yeah, the, the, some that are definitely like pretty well known. Like I don't know if you ever play Rustic Canyon down in Moore Park. Like uh, Ventura County is one of his. No. Uh, he actually was the guy who designed Boston Golf Club. He designed Castle Stewart, a soup like a lot of people consider to be like the best like new links course in like Scotland. 
but he's also done yeah. like, like he's been super famous because he's like done a lot of renovations of like super super famous uh golf course like he's the guy who oversaw like the whole renovation of la country club north north course that does, that's oh, the, the one that's gonna hold the open in like 2022 or 2023 or something like that um and he's also done like oakland hills doral wingfoot fisher's Island. i mean he did like all those like major like old school like golden era golf courses that were kind of falling apart he's kind of been like the specialist that like owners bring in to like revamp a club and like bring it back to like its original like design spec so he's he's the one that's supposedly going to get tapped to design the new sheep ranch course from from scratch so it should be pretty fucking dope yeah that's gonna be sweet that sounds sweet sure yeah. Yeah, it's 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 going to be pretty cool. I, I think, you know, I, I don't know when it's supposed to be done, but if it's 2016, you got to think it's probably going to be ready to go by, like, 2019 would be, like, my guess. Right on. Oh, so I only got a couple more trips up there before we got a fifth course to play, brother. Well, yeah, dude. I just remember playing, playing uh, the Sheep Ranch, too. Remember, we were? I felt like we were going to, like, three greens, like, the whole time. I like, know. And three the, out of... That, yeah, like 13 or whatever they had. I know. That's another tough one is that, like, there were, you know, like you said, three, maybe four, like, really super interesting green complexes that were just kind of like, all right, well, these are easily the most fun to go to. We should probably just somehow play back and forth between all these because I, I, I don't know. You Like, I think we went to every green on the complex, but I, I, I think it's because we felt like we should, like, utilize the right. whole property. Whereas, like, if we were to go back it really probably would just be, especially that one that like sits out on like a seven mile point or something the one that's basically just sitting out on top of the cliffs. Like, yep. oh, dude, that thing was so fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So that, that spot was good. So anyway. I'm looking at that picture in the frame right now. <laughs> oh, dude. I, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. That was a, that was, it's, it's a pretty cool spot, but I would imagine when they build a new course up there, they're probably going to put another green right there. I mean, if, if anything, they should put like two greens right there. Like, have it just be a massive, like, double green where two different holes are, like, playing to it? That, that could be kind of dope. Well, do you think if, I mean, is the property even big enough for a, in, you know, a whole 18-hole abandoned-type course? I yeah. Mean, wouldn't they have to clear out some more trees? Well, they'll probably have to clear out some trees. It's, it's weird because, like, when we were playing the Sheep Ranch, it definitely didn't seem like where, like, you could play as it stands right now that there would be enough room for, like, a full 18-hole course. But I guess there's, like, another 100-plus acres in the back portion where, like, the bushes and, like, everything, like, basically the high brush and the gorse starts. So I think the course would, like, basically be all out where uh, the sheep ranch currently is right now plus, like, another couple hundred yards back, you know, inland to be able to make room. It kind of sounds like a mix of trails and just banding. Which, dude... How fucking dope does that sound? <laughs> that would be sweet. Mm -hmm. So I, I think they're gonna do it right. Oh, they're gonna do it right, dude. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought that was. Are an they still trying to acquire property? Like, are, are they still trying to acquire property south? What they doing it more toward the town of Bailey? I don't think so. I mean, I. Obviously, I, I I do not have you know Mike Kaiser in in my ear you know telling me all sorts of cool shit like uh, that Janella guy on the on the golf channel and Golf Advisor does, but um, yeah, I, I don't think so. Originally, they were trying to build, they were trying to buy land and build a course called Bandon Muni, which was like a half hour drive south of the resort, so like south of the town of Bandon, and it was going to be like a Muni course where like residents of like Coos County 
could play it for like ten bucks, and like everybody else would have to pay like two fifty. Like it was supposed to be some <laughs> dude. Seriously, it was like some crazy, like really like weird, like funky, cool idea. And Gil Hans was supposed to be the guy that designed it, but there was just too many hurdles uh, with like the the Coastal Commission and the Environmental Board and all that stuff like that. So I think they finally scrapped that. And once they scrapped that, I think they kind of moved on trying to do the sheep ranch and turn that into a fifth course. And maybe I see that's the thing is, is the sheep ranch course going to be like that where it's kind of like part abandoned, but like its own separate thing that maybe has something different going on? Or are they just going to like flush it and basically just turn it into an extension of the resort and have it just be like the fifth course at Bannon Dunes Golf Resort? Cause, well, I would think just the fifth course at the resort. What's weird is like, dude, you, you kind of have to drive a long ways to get there. Like, you got to leave the resort, go around it. But the property itself, like, it's just to the left of the 16th hole at Old McDonald. Like, if you're standing Well, on that the, was the best part about going to Sheep Ranch. Like, the drive up to that little, you know, what he called a parking lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you know, just the anticipation of like, all right, what? are we getting ourselves into you know what's it gonna look like yeah yeah man i, um, I that yeah it's super interesting i really i really don't know because like if they were going to build a road like a more direct road to there they'd basically have to like weave it into the practice center and like and then around in the trees on the east side of like 18 and 17 at old mcdonald and then have it pop out on that old road and then still have it like cruise out to like you know the coastal part of the property, so I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see the way how. They... No, I mean they could easily do the road because you would just go past Old Mac and everything. I mean you just got to clear like you know a path for it. But that, I mean that I think you could easily do a road right there. You just have to go past Old Mac. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I mean I hope so, man. Like I I think it'd be better if it was part of the resort instead of like its own thing on the side. So hopefully. Uh, yeah, I mean hopefully... that's what I think it it would be. I mean just up, you know whatever. Yeah. Uh oh well. I, anyway, I just what thought you, that was a I thought that was an interesting little tidbit of news. What's up? What's going on? What do you got in your mind? Well, uh, what do you think of Tiger withdrawing? All right. So honestly, that was the like, literally that was the only other thing I had that I wanted to talk, discuss with you. I'm fucking pissed, dude. I'm I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> I was planning on going. I wanted to watch Tiger Woods this weekend, and now he's not going to be there. And he gives everybody and like every heads up. Yeah, and yesterday he's striping balls on the range in Monterey, like striping them striping um, balls just striping them what is this? And, i saw on social media that he was like basically in monterey practicing and playing and i was like that fucking sob like i love tiger i'm <laughs> never gonna stop loving tiger but like it the excuse that he gave was that he basically just doesn't feel like he's good enough yet is, is that more or less <laughs> is that more or less what i read yeah it's a short game and he's not gonna get back on the course unless he polishes that yeah, I mean, I mean I, I, that's what he's saying. I mean, I don't know. Well, there's a part of me that also is, like, kind of thankful, I guess. Like, the non-selfish part of me is, like, thankful because I don't want to see Tiger come back and suck. I want to see Tiger come back and be a fucking G. Like, you know. Like, well, I mean, so that's why he's, you know, waiting because of the short game. You remember last time he came and did the match play down in, what, Maritana or whatever, Arizona? Was that, like, Just the— Just oh. Dude, yeah, the waste management is that is was that which one it was, uh, or was it? I don't know. One? There was a couple of them, to be honest. Dude. But yeah, he's just short game, just skull and chips and bunker shots and inside a hundred yards was just awful. Dude, he looked awful, and like not just awful, but like fucking awful. No, I, like 
terrible. Like, uh, not, couldn't even make, like, my high school team. I know, dude. But, and that's the thing. Tiger's the fucking man, dude. The last thing you want to do is see Tiger not be incredibly awesome. Like, you know, when you, you watch Tiger Woods to watch awesomeness. And when he's not awesome, it's just fucking, it's heartbreaking. Well, yeah, because the only reason why me and you play golf is because of Tiger. I mean, he, For real. When, once he started playing that shit, that's why I picked up a club. Yeah, and then, yeah, so, I, I mean, deep down, I still think he's going to, you know, get 18 majors. I mean, that's the optimist in me, right? That that so. would be awfully nice. That's the, if, if, he, if he is not going to come back till November, but when he does come back, he's, like, legitimately competitive, I will say, you know what, man? Good on you. I think you made the right decision. All right, let's fucking do it. Let's let, let's watch you win again. But but you know what? That that little thread of hope though is, it, I mean, it is just that it's a thread. It what, a, I mean, I feel like I feel like it's been what just a decade now, going on a decade, just talking about when the hell he's gonna fucking come back. So I mean, I don't know. You're not wrong. I don't know. You're not right. I mean, I, I knew it, though. I knew it. When I, when I started playing golf, taking lessons, what what have you, and the, the guy I was taking lessons from, my coach, Chris Dawes, he told me, he's like, see that swing? I'm like, yeah, it's beautiful. You know, he's he's swinging 130-whatever miles an hour, balls <laughs> coming off like 190. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's powerful. But, he, you know, we're... You know, how how is his back going to be at 30, 35, 40? I mean, shit, look at Lincecum. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. The mechanics, the mechanics, you know, 97, so violent, so violent on the shoulder, the elbow, the back, whatever. You know, he went from 97, 4, 3, shit, now he came in top 88. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's rough times for Tim right now. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so that's what Tiger's going I mean, he's going through, obviously, injuries recovering from that whatever and um you know just trying to find different strengths because he's not going to hit the ball 350 anymore i mean <sighs> man that's such a bummer gotta, thing, dude i love going back and watching like videos of tiger at like 19 20 21 years old like his first couple years on tour like right up to, like 97 to like 2002 where it's just dude like dude all you all you gotta watch is tiger's back nine of the first round of the 97 masters. He, he, he went out in 40, by the way, he, just, he went, he, by the way, that 97 masters, first major, whatever, 18 under tied the record. He went out in 40, that front nine of the first round. And he came, came in in 30 for a 70 opening round 70. Just watch that back nine of the first round of the 97 masters. That's, that's, tiger for you <laughs> i mean so not only will i be doing swing, that tonight that 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 titleist 975d with the steel shaft just <laughs> elbow tucked in just fuck that ball's fucking in space man <laughs> oh man dude i yeah anybody who's fucking listening to this do yourself a favor and go watch the back nine of the 97 masters round one because dude like that's like you're saying though man like how could his back possibly stand up to that kind of abuse? It's like, it's like, and I, I don't know. Did you did you read the article in Sports Illustrated that kind of talked about like his obsession with the Navy SEALs, like especially after his dad died, and how like he may oh, have, like, yeah. he, like he might have injured yeah. himself by going through all that like combat training because he was like was secretly obsessed with like the Navy SEALs and stuff, like, and kind of saying how that's like why he fucked his back up, and uh, I think it's a part of it. But I, like I said, like you were the point you were just making, like. 
the abuse that he put his back through with that fucking violent golf swing, dude. That that has to be the main the main reason he's dude, like, having his, all this trouble, right? His swing speed, his swing speed with the steel shaft driver, which is obviously heavier than a graphite driver, mm-hmm. um, was one forty. Like in the late nineties, is that even real? <laughs> I mean, that's a Pete Sampras serve, fool. I mean. Uh, it's ridiculous. I don't know how his back, you know, obviously it declined. So, I mean, 30 years old, 35, knees, back, uh, shitty marriage. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Well, I, I'm just hoping, I mean, here's the thing. He needed at least a year off. Like, if he was going to give his back any chance and have any sort of a shot of having, like, an extended period of health whether that be for like three years, five years, or ten years, his entire back needed to take at least a year off. Like, oh, like, for sure. Like, at least a year. I mean, who knows, dude? Like, maybe, maybe I'll be proved, you know, people will say I'm a fucking genius when they listen to this in five months from now, but like, maybe you should be taking two years off. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a fucked up back like he did. Like, something that serious, though, seems like it needs a real serious amount of time to heal. Well, I mean, whenever you're talking about an injury that, literally has life-altering effects (laughs) yeah take all the time you need um he's coming back strong i think uh right now you know he's polishing the short game but he's not going to hit the ball 350 anymore he's going to have to find different ways to win he's going to have to find fairways which is obviously something he doesn't do often and with all of the guys on tour now young talent it's a different tour i mean it's a different tour. I mean, when, when Tiger came out, it changed the game, right? Like, that's why you, you were playing, and then the people our age on tour, you know, the Justin Thomases, the Speeds, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why they're playing. Yeah. Obviously, now golf is a lot more competitive. Everyone can bomb the shit out of it. Everyone can spin it back. I mean, it's it's a tough game. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how he's going to win, man. I really don't. He'll compete. I know that. But uh, I don't know if he's going to win that often. <laughs> if not, maybe, you know, definitely not a major, hmm. even though I want him to. Yeah, well, bringing the thing full circle, like the part of me that you know, says, like, he wants to, I want him to be good, so I don't care if he waits. But the selfish part of me is really fucking pissed off. I don't get to watch him play golf this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, like, honestly, I was supposed to go today and watch him play in the Pro-Am with Steph Curry. And because that would have been awesome to watch. Steph's like a fucking scratch golfer. A tiger is tiger. Right. I mean, that would have been awesome. And so already my plans have been thrown, you know, thrown in the loop. I would have loop. put my money on Seth. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, fucking A, man. I, Dude, no, I'm not even kidding. Like, if if I'm playing a round of golf, you know, tomorrow with Tiger, I'm playing him straight up, fool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a course in Fresno. I yeah. mean, or in Cal- at least California. I mean, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, no, no kidding, man. I, it would have been fun to watch those two guys go back to back and see Steph like actually seriously challenge Tiger on the scorecard and be like, "Dude, I'm about to fucking beat you when you're Tiger Woods." <laughs> like, I, I, I bet it wouldn't have been bad. Yeah, yeah, it would have been close, man. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a buddy that was in Monterey yesterday, uh, watching him hit balls on the range, and he, he took a video. He was striping them, dude. Um, the sound, the balance, the swing looks tighter. Looks. I don't know, more compact. It, it looks shorter. Hmm. Um, it, yeah, he, you know, 
it looks good. But again, you know, that's a driving range. It's not playing a PGA Tour event. Right, right. Well, it's weird because, like, I guess, you know, the, the Fry, or it's not the Fries.com anymore. It's the Safeway Open this weekend at Silverado. Um, I, I mean, I think it'll still be a pretty good tournament, like, at least in terms of going to watch. Like, I, I've still got my press pass. I think I'm still planning on going for the final round on Sunday. I mean, Phil, Phil's in the field, and Phil's, you know, oh, Phil's dope. You know, yeah, I'm, for sure. So I mean, I, I, it's definitely still worth going to, but without Tiger, man, it's just, it's you know, it's so much less sexy. And you know me, dude. I, I love sexy. Like, <laughs> uh, oh uh, man, I know. Well, all right. Well, what about? Hey, how about Kevin Chapel, man? What about my boy? I don't know. What about him? <laughs> he had a hell of a year. I know. He's pretty good. You know, the, the Fresno guys are pretty good. Is is he the only guy from Fresno slash Clovis that that's on tour right now? Well, I don't really know what the hell happened to Nick Watney. Um, I, I I don't know where he went. Um, but yeah, pretty much uh, just Kevin Chapel right now. I mean, we had Kevin Sutherland, um, obviously Watney. Um, that's Powerful about it. Oh, we had we had Derek Ernst. Uh, he's from Clovis. I like um, that. I, I think like he's that. on the web dot com. Central Valley Power, brother. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. What's we I mean, have dude, a couple they, guys on there. It's weird that, like, there's not a ton of, like, if you really think about it, like, for how many people live in Fresno, there's not a lot of golf courses there. Like, I mean, like, Sonoma County, for instance, has, okay, so there's basically, in all of Sonoma County, I think there's close to a half million people. There's a half million people just in the city of Fresno, right? Yeah. And, and, and there's yeah. And there's how many golf courses in Fresno County? Like, 12? Like, a dozen? Oh man! All right, Fresno I, County. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if, um, if you, I guess, if you include like the surrounding counties, obviously there's more. But like, I mean, there's probably a million people in the Fresno metro area. Yeah. Uh, well, Fresno, Clovis, Sanger. Um, yeah, you're talking probably eight hundred, seven fifty. Okay, and there's probably like fifteen to twenty golf courses around that serving all those people. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like Sonoma County up here. Dude, we've got 20 courses just in this county alone, not including, like, Napa, Marin, Solano. Like, it, it, Fresno needs more golf courses. And that's the thing is, for not having that many, dude, there's a ton of elite golf talent that comes out of Fresno. It, it is. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's kind of crazy. Sure. We uh, breed athletes. We breed. See, our thing is baseball and football, man. Um, powerful, dude. We, we have. Now. Or Derek Carr, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. He's looking fucking good, yeah. man. He looks Derek really Carr, good. Devontae, Devontae Adams, uh, you know, Ryan Matthews. Um, they're all Central Valley boys. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just not our thing. I mean, you're, you're talking, I, I guess you're kind of getting into regions, really. I mean, Central Valley, farmers, the climate's, you know, obviously hotter. It's mm-hmm. tougher to keep a course in good shape. Um, so, yeah, we got fewer golf courses. Um you know, the, as far as the schools and stuff, I mean, we have golf programs, but we're really more baseball and, and football oriented. You know, Napa, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, shit. Yeah, you got the coast. You got the coastal weather. It's, it's easier to keep a course in good shape. We just um, we, we not, pre, we not to mention, you know, probably you know just your your medium household incomes. I mean, Napa, you know, winery retirement area. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the factor is, but yeah, I agree with you. We definitely need more golf courses. Yeah, you guys need more golf <laughs> uh, courses. Sacramento has has uh, the right idea. I mean, fucking a, dude. They have what the 50, the highest fifty plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. I we probably should do like an entire podcast on this, but like we we'll get to, we'll get Reamer on. You know, a longtime GM at a course up in Sacramento. He was, you know, he was he was actually on this podcast back in episode three, which is really really great that I've had both of you on here now. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> um, but no, no, as I say, like Sacramento is like a sneaky awesome little like low key golf destination, dude. Like, I mean, there's you have 50, you have 50 courses to choose from. It's fucking dope. It is a I you know I love Sacramento. Not to mention just as a city, you know, and by the river, the old downtown, a lot of bars, and then plus the Kings getting their new arena and. It's a the good, weather at it, night. It's a good and, golf destination spot going forward. I mean, I, I think you're going to see it, it creeping is, up on a lot of like golf buddy destinations because it, it's fucking good, dude, dude. And there's a lot of good golf. You're, you're 90 minutes from Tahoe if you want to go play, you know, Edgewood or some of the sweet Incline Village or whatever. You're, you know, you can go up to Auburn or El Dorado, play Serrano, play um, uh, Dark Horse. Dark Horse, um, The Ridge, Apple Mountain. You, I mean, they're, they're all up there. Yeah, The Ridge, the Ridge sucks. Um, <laughs> Apple Mountain's dope, but yeah, um, what's that other one? The the one that hosted the senior, uh, the old part U.S. Open, um, oh, Del Paso. Del Paso, Del Paso. Yeah, that's, that's pretty it. butter. Ac- right, speaking of which, all right, I, I, I'm not I'm not gonna you know keep you on here for too much longer because I know you got shit to do. But I have I have one last question for you before we go because I think you're perfectly qualified to answer this question for me. Um, so I I texted you the other day. I'm I'm, I'm going to leave names out of it because I don't want to fucking besmirch anybody uh, that who does who doesn't know it because I have no way of getting into contact with them. But all right. So when you were growing up as a junior golfer, for anybody who doesn't actually know you, you I mean you were really good. You were playing on the AJGA, Jay Jance. All you know, hold on. I mean you were a very very competitive, very skilled like junior golfer growing up, who eventually just got. Am I right in saying that basically you just got tired of like the jerk offs and like the competition because. When college came around, you just wanted to go to college and not fucking be a college like a college golfer. Well, that- I mean, you can say that, but I, I just never wanted to play professionally. Really, yeah. um, I mean, that you really want to have that drive, but you want to, right? You want to be a PGA Tour player or not? And I just didn't want, didn't that. really. Yeah. Um, I mean, because you know, mind you, in high school, I mean, yeah, I was playing all these tournaments in, in the summer and stuff, but I was still playing football and, and baseball. I mean, I was still doing other things at the same time. Um, See, as a guy who's not athletic enough to play any of those sports, I, I, I can't relate to you at all. You know this. You're just you're just trying to embarrass me in my own podcast right now. It's, fuck, it's <laughs> fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I don't. I just never wanted to play on the tour, to be honest. I yeah. Mean, yeah, uh, but Chapel. I mean, because I, you know, I grew up with Chapel. We had, um, you know, the same coach and what have you. Uh, he he always had that drive. Yeah, which is pretty I mean, crazy. He, yeah, he always he, he knew that he he was going to try and do it. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, for well, sure. And so, then Derek Ernst. Uh, I was too old for Derek Ernst actually. Huh. I think he was like a freshman when I was a senior. Interesting. So did you? Okay, he, he, my question that I'll get back to is. I had to play golf last Monday with this dude who just fucking sucked to play with. He, I, he was he was like a plus two or a plus three. I think he has intentions of going, uh, you know, trying to go to Q school and I think trying to be like a serious professional player. Although if you're a plus two or a plus three, something tells me that's not good enough. But anyway, he, dude, he would just suck to play with. Like 
he wouldn't talk to you. Anytime you try to like start conversations, he would give you one word answers and then walk away because he did like just didn't want to be bothered. And granted, we're playing in a charity tournament. Now, granted, like there was stuff to win, but it's like a charity tournament where everybody's like drinking beer and playing golf together. And here was the other thing. My uh, I was playing with my dad and my dad had like the luckiest fucking shot I've ever seen, dude. He like on the like on the short par four, there's a greenside bunker short right, and he fucking just hits a crappy shot that seemingly is gonna go right into the lip of the outside part of the bunker, like the, the side of the bunker that's away from the green. He hits the lip of the bunker and it takes this crazy funky hop where it hops directly left towards the hole hits the hill directly above the bunker, pops up, and rolls out to, like, eight feet from the cup. I mean, look, the <laughs> shittiest golf shot I've ever seen. It Like, he sh- he deserved to be, like, plugged into the side of the bunk, like, the side of the bunker, and he ended up, like, eight feet from the hole. And well, it, it guy, definitely sounds like a Ricky Serlo shot. Yeah, for sure. And But the guy that we're playing with, okay, he's, he's already this guy who's, like, really good and doesn't want to talk because I guess he's, like, focused on playing. But he sees that shot. And he gets, like, super pissed off being like, man, that's so fucked up. Like, I mean, he didn't say it, but, like, he's like, that's such bullshit. Like, lucky bounce like that. And I was just like, dude, what is your fucking problem? And so my question to you is, did you encounter a lot of guys like that when you were playing junior golf? And, like, is it ever, like, justifiable to be, like, so focused? Like, if, for anybody who's not on the PGA Tour, can you, like, is it okay to be, like, locked in like that where you don't want to talk to anybody? Or is that just kind of a dick move? I mean, I think it's kind of a dick move. I mean, if you're going to be locked in, that's fine, but at least be respectful and acknowledge, like, when you're being talked, like, spoken to. Yeah. Um, I mean, in junior golf, yeah, I encountered a lot of juniors who just put so much pressure on themselves and were just so focused on not making any mistakes and wouldn't talk to anyone. Um, and that seems like I don't a bad know, idea maybe, to me. That just seems like, well, like, like, wouldn't it be easier to just kind of like try to be more relaxed and talk to people and like, I don't, I don't know. I've always been my own worst I, enemy. The more I think, the worse I play. So I mean, maybe other guys are different. I don't know. It just for someone like me I who mean, loves to annoy people and talk, as I'm doing right now, yeah, it I mean, just seems really, really I mean, strange. I, I would, I would try to answer like that question, like you know, with you know, in respect to the guys on tour as opposed to, like, growing up and playing the junior tours because I think a lot of the guys who played on the junior tours, um, you know, were 12, 13, 14, 15, and some of those guys who kept to themselves and were so focused, and I think probably most most of that pressure came from their parents, probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, and they put a lot of pressure on themselves and whatnot. I mean, the guys on tour who don't want to talk to anyone in their groups uh, and just focus on themselves. Well, that's just kind of dicks. I mean, parents are just the um, worst. And honestly, you don't see a whole lot of those guys on tour who just keep to themselves and don't talk to anyone in their group. That's what I was thinking. Like, I feel like the guys that are really, really good are literally so good at golf that they can talk and hang out with people and still be fucking awesome. Yeah. They don't have to be spending I mean, 100% of their energy on, like, playing golf. You know, like, I, I just... Yeah. I don't know. It, it just seemed For weird. Sure. And I, from somebody who's way better at golf than I'll ever be, I just wanted to hear your opinion on if, like, that seemed like it was an acceptable way to go about your business and, like, trying to play good golf. <laughs> I mean, uh, on tour, definitely not. Uh, I think it's kind of a dick. I mean, you're all adults. I mean, a junior, I just think, yeah, you put pressure on yourself. You put... You have pressure from your parents. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's just the way I, I kind of like look at it. But 
the guys on tour, you don't really see a whole lot of guys like not talking to anyone in their group. I mean, yeah. they're, you know, they're communicating. <laughs> um, Wild yeah, stuff. Yeah, even some of like Tiger's like in most intense matches, you know, some of his stare downs and, and, and finger points to like his, 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 you know, competitors. I mean, that's what it's about. You're not going to see a whole lot of dicks on tour. Um, <laughs> I hope not. I mean, I, I don't want to see even a single dick. I'd, I'd like to see guys playing golf. I don't, I don't want to see fucking dills hanging out of people's pants. You know, that's, that's just fucking Yeah. Weird. We don't need any more Bubba's on tour. Oh, fucking Bubba. <laughs> Uh, dude, I, honestly, I was planning on jumping on the phone here and just talking a little golf with you for 20 minutes, and I just looked at my computer and I realized you and me have been chatting for 40 fucking awesome minutes. How, how about that? Well, well whatever, dude. Huh. I, I got another beer to open. Uh, that's fucking killer. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to call you back here in just a little bit, and we can uh, we can have that on our own. Because that's the thing. Who knows if people really want to listen to us for more than like 40 minutes or so, but this dude, this has been awesome. This was, dude, this was super easy. <laughs> it felt so natural. Like, I feel like, just, like Every time we hang out, I just talk off with you anyway, so it's just like, we got to get you oh, up here yeah, so we can man. actually jump in the studio and actually so we can drink beers face to face and talk about golf. <laughs> oh shit, balls! Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic, Kev. You're beautiful, man. Thank you very much, brother. Ah uh, man, see you, man, and soon. Yes, yeah, sir.